Yo, fam, Coach Sam from Strong Jets Coaching, back again with another podcast episode with Coach Tom, the infamous, the man, the legend. And uh, we're actually going to be going over a pretty cool topic. We're going to do a series of videos, four videos, well, four podcasts. Um, and in each one, we're going to go through a decade in Tom's life, you know, what he was going through what he might change, and some advice he can give others. But before we begin, guys, if you could please leave a review on this podcast. I'm trying to grow this podcast. We're trying to grow this podcast so we can reach as many men as possible. That's the goal, is to help as many men be the best selves that they could possibly be. And the only way we could do that is by you guys spreading this through word of mouth. So leave a review and share it with two friends. We appreciate it. Uh, we try to give you nothing but the best information. Uh, so Coach Tom, what is happening? What's up, Coach Sam? It's good to be on the podcast tonight. Um, I got a little cough going on um, ever since my run up for the Empire State Building a couple weeks ago, New York City. I took a little bit of New York City with me. Um, it doesn't want to leave me. Um, you know, so hopefully um, it won't rear its head here in the cough. But I've got my trusty cough drops here, you know, so I'll see if I can make it through. So it's good to be here. Yeah, awesome accomplishment. Empire State run up, 17 minutes and 30 seconds, 86 floors, 1,500 feet. It's pretty damn awesome. Um, you Feeling gonna, good that. You going to do it again? I, I do. I, I think I'm going to do it again, or I'm going to do the, um, the uh, One World Trade Center run up, which is 110 floors. That's in June, but that, that's strictly a charity run up. So I have to raise money for that. And that kind of sounds really fun. Um, but yes, I'd like to do the empire run up again because um, I feel like I could do a little bit better this time, you know, knowing the layout and how it runs because it's a unique race. So, um, you know, and I change age groups being a little competitive. I was in the 50 to 59 age group this time I'm 59 next year. I'll be in the 60 to 69. So I'll be one of the young guns in the sixties group. And so I will be vying for a title. You're gonna you know, be, you're gonna be beating down on some old men over there. <laughs> and just... they and they best get out of my way, okay? Uh, because uh, if if there is you know if there's a title, okay, for me to get at sixty, trust me, I want it. And people uh, at the gym I work in are always like, "Damn, Sam, you you're just so competitive." Like, and they wonder where I get that from, that fire. Yeah, I want to. I want to just. If someone has something that I want, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna work to take that. Like, why not? You know what I mean, makes makes it more interesting. It's fun. Competition, I think competition, you know, breeds success in a lot of times. Um, and if you need help with that, uh, that 110 uh, flight run up, you know, I can always run a fundraiser at the gym. Um, but all right, so we're gonna go through the decades of your life. You got a, uh, you know, whole wealth of wisdom, you know, here. You've been coaching not only you've been coaching yourself. You know, everybody coaches their self through life, but you've also been coaching men for, you know, 35 plus years now, and you haven't had the easiest life. You've had an interesting life. Um, and we're going to go through the decades. You know, we're going to start uh, in your, well, we're going to, we're going to mix it up a little bit. So instead of starting from your twenties to thirties, we're going to start from your thirties to forties. So I want you to think back uh, to when you, you you turned 30 years old, you know, what was going on in your life at the time? Um, and, uh, what would you, let's first hear the story and then maybe, you know, what would you say that you would change your advice you'd give others? Well, I mean, everybody's story is unique, you know what I mean? And, and, um, you know, 
So we do learn things along the way, but you know, as they say, hindsight is hindsight is 2020, right? So, um, you know, um, and, um, although you can't go back, um, you know, um, and make changes, even if you'd want to, you know, like, um, you know, um, you can, you can use that hindsight maybe in your, in the, in your present life, maybe not to repeat certain things that you might've done back then, you know, that, that, you know, that might've caused you some, some problems or, you know, um, or just to have a better level of acceptance for certain things that happen in your life. So that's what hindsight's good for, even though you can't go back and change it, you know? So, you know, in my thirties, when I turned 30, I had just gotten married and, um, you know, um, there's, you know, and there's a couple of things, you know, when you got married now, um, you know, as you know, my son, uh, uh, you know, I got married and your mom already had a child at the time who was, um, who when we got married um was was about about four years old okay and so um and then we decided to have um another child like right away you know and so um you know looking back at that you know kind of it's kind of like what's the rush you know like you know if you're gonna you know like you're starting a new family and and it's a it's a it's a blended family, even though I, I was only one person coming in, you know, that um, it wasn't just a couple. Uh, there was a, a child, you know, a, a stepchild that was, you know, going to be in the family as well. So, you know, maybe that maybe that takes a little bit of time to kind of nurture and, and um, transition into for everybody, you know, for me, <coughs> for my wife, for um, child. So I think I learned, you know, in, in my life, uh, I'll, you know, I, a lot of times in my life, I, I always rush to do things, you know, like, and, um, and, uh, and a lot of that had to stem from my childhood where I had to do a lot of rushing for a lot of reasons, but a lot of times these things come back to our childhood and we carry them into, um, adulthood. So I was a rusher. I was always rushing to do things. So I'm kind of like, what am I rushing about? So it's like today, I like I always like say to myself, like, why am I rushing? You know, so like back then I'd be like, why am I rushing? You know, uh, so I wish, you know, my 30 year old self would say, what's the rush? Like you got married, married supposed to be for life. You know, that's the two people want that. So at the time that that's the whole premise of it, you know. So so back then, when you first get married, like it, it would make sense to say to yourself, like, what's the rush? Right. Like we're both 30 we're not 40, you know, so, you know, childbearing years aren't over yet or anything like that. Right. You know, so what's the rush? So I think that maybe having a child uh, so quickly um, kind of it, it added, um, you know, because there's a lot of acceptance having a child, you know, um, and, um, you know, it, it, there's nothing better, in my opinion, than having a child, you know. So having said all of this, I wouldn't go back and change a thing. You know, if the timing was different. You know, that would be OK, because when you have, um, you know, when you have a four and a half year old stepdaughter, you know, and her mom and your new wife. And um, now now uh, a year later, well, she was three and a half. And then a year later, you have a, a new infant, you know, you know, the, the transition really hasn't been finished yet in regards to the, the, the three unit family. Right. And then there's outside factors that also you have to get used to. So, um, 
you know, I can't emphasize enough that something that I learned back then is that when you have a baby, you have to be ready to have a baby. Like I was ready to have a baby, you know, because there's a lot of stress involved. And I can remember that the sleepless nights and everything, like I all I could think of is I'm 30 and I got this. Like, how does like a 20 year old do this or a 22 year old? Like, how do they handle this? Because I don't know if I could. I was working a, a pretty important job at the time. OK. And I wanted to, you know, give my wife as much support as I could. OK. Um, because, you know, not only was she home with an infant, which is the toughest job, but she was also home with, you know, a four and a half year old um, and was responsible for the four and a half year old as well. Right. So that's a lot. That's a lot while uh, someone is away from work. And not only does she have to do that, it's got to take care of stuff, too. You know, it's like, you know, uh, got to feed them, got to do what all the all the house stuff that comes along with taking care of kids and take them to the doctor and getting dinner and lunch and their meals. All that stuff is taxing. So um, and, you know, I wanted to give as much support there as I could, you know. So <laughs> excuse me. So going back on it, you know, I, I would stretch it out a little bit. There's different philosophies. Some people think, you know, have the kids, you know, have the kids like right away and get it all over, get the child years all over with. And other people want to space them out. And I know people that have spaced them out like four years or so. So I, I got a couple of follow ups there. Um, one is like, um, you know, you had a different situation that it kind of relates to the question I'm going to or point I'm going to ask you about. Um, you know, you got married to someone who was of a different religious background. Um, your family was an acceptance of that fact. Um, so therefore, you're, we did not have your family in our life. Um, and I like to your point of people, you know, different timelines. Um, if, if somebody has a family there, you know, um, two families, actually, like from the husband and the wife, do you think it is a little bit easier to have kids when you're younger? as opposed to um, if there was nobody there for you. Like, for example, like if you were 30 again and your family was on the side and um, wife's family was on the side, would it have made it easier on you? Um, yeah, it would have made it easier, but it's still, it's there, there's still a lot of acceptance involved. You, you can't escape. Okay. Um, the, the, the wonderful stress that a child, that an infant brings. Okay. And this is what I learned. You have to accept that your life has forever changed, okay, in a lot of different ways, okay? You have to accept that a baby comes first. They don't know that there's any schedule. Uh, they come before cutting the lawn or fixing shit, um, you know, or, or um, you know, uh, relationship stuff, going out to dinner, you know, or being intimate, you know, um, they come first. And so there's a lot of times there's a lot of frustration that's involved, you know, and, you know, and, you know, you have to you have to learn to deal with that and to accept it, because at the end of the day, you signed on like this is what you wanted, like you signed on. So why are you going to get frustrated and angry at something that you signed on? Now, I have seen a lot of guys and I'm not saying I didn't go through this myself to some degree, but <coughs> excuse me. I've seen a lot of guys over the years in my practice who've had a hard time accepting the change once the kids come. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Okay, 
they are no longer number one in the relationship for their wife. Okay. Uh, the baby is number one. Everybody's baby is number one. And a lot of men, you know, have a hard time accepting that. Okay. And the changes that result in that there's not as much social time, uh, your sex life changes, you know, most often, at least for a while. Okay. Um, and you know, there's, you know, you know, there's, you're not going, you're not doing a lot of things that you used to do uh, for a while. Anyway, your life has changed that used to bring you pleasure or whatever. You're like home, you're like home with the kids. You know what I mean? And this is where couples kind of have to work and give each other space and time, but that's limited as well. And so I've had a lot of guys like, you know, have struggled with. It. And so that's the thing, like, you really have to know, like, is this for me? You know, and is it, if it is for you and if you want your kids, you know, then quite frankly, you know, don't bitch and moan when they come along and your life has changed. You know, it's not their fault. You know, you brought them into this world, you know, and um, that's where you really have to communicate with your wife. OK, about the situation and be realistic and understanding, but also not be taken advantage of because you could be depending on, you know, your approach and your personality. But be reasonable in your expectations, regardless of what that is. It could be my gym time, my time with my friends, um, our intimate time. You know, uh, you have to be realistic, you know, and know that babies come first. Like I remember, Sam, when you were a little guy and I was watching you for uh, uh, your, your, your mom went somewhere for the day. It was a Saturday. And. You know, we had just bought this house and I had a list of things to do in the house. And and, you, you know, I had my tools and you had your tools and you were following me, you know, and and I couldn't get stuff done, you know, because you, you and and I started to get frustrated. And then all of a sudden I go. I look at you, I go, look at this beautiful little boy. I'm like, what am I doing? He's seeing me getting frustrated. Why am I doing this? Like he comes first. I said, I can, you know, I, I have to wait till he has a nap and then I can get stuff done. And I'll never forget that day because I was getting frustrated and you were reacting to my frustration and that bothered me. And I was like, what am I doing? I had to check myself. I'm like, what, what are you doing, man? Like, you can't get this shit done. He's right by your side. He wants to be by your side. Like, you got to watch him. You got to take care of him, you know? And it's risky for me trying to focus on something else when I'm caring for a little baby, you know, who's, you know, six months old or eight months old or a year old who's tagging along with me. So, so for, I, someone, go. for someone that was like in your situation, there's probably other people in that situation too, where they, the support, when you have a new kid, and the support's not there, you know, what would you have done different or what's some advice for people to maybe not necessarily take all the pressure off because it's a kid, right? But how could you, you know, make it so it's a tiny bit easier on yourself? You know, like, for example, like I, I grew up without grandparents. I didn't have fucking grandparents, right? So like they weren't there to watch, right? Like, I, I don't know what that's like, right? Some people don't have that luxury, you know? So you went through that that shit you know you both worked you didn't we didn't have a family to watch us you guys both worked eventually after we were you know like we were 70 years old how the scheduling the driving people around were all different ages you know what advice do you have what would you tell your 36 year old self you know you know how could you make it a little bit easier raising new kids young kids 
uh, give me the situation again. And what, if I don't have any help? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, for example, like you, you're kind of alone, you know, you're by yourself, you know, like, and, and the, the, you know, well, your situation is a little different. The unit wasn't super strong, right? But just in general, like, what other resources are there? Like, how, what would you go about doing it differently in terms of optimizing your time, being better for the kids? Or is it just, you, you just, you just go with the flow. You can't. Listen, if you have no support, you have no support. That's just how it is. You can't like make up support. Um, you, you know, you, you have to get to a situation where the kids get a little bit older, where you feel confident that someone like a babysitter you can trust. Okay. You know, and, and so that's a process, you know, you really got to feel comfortable that the kids are old enough to be left with the babysitter if it's not a family member, you know? So, um, you have to wait for that. I mean, part of me looking back, you know, um, maybe I could have tried a little bit harder, maybe to patch things up in some way, you know what I mean? Um, but it was, it was a difficult situation to do that with. Um, but sometimes, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, there's two things going on here. There's a normal type of situation and there's one where you have no support. So if you have no support, you just got to tighten up your belt strap and just get it done, you know, and try to try to communicate, try to have an open communication with your wife and utilize the supports that you do have, not exhaust them, you know, and, you know, try to give each other breaks. And, and that's the thing. If you're both understanding and you try to give each other breaks, then maybe it can make the situation a little bit better. If you're not, then it's only going to make it worse. You know, so that's why it's important to kind of to, 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 to be accepting of the situation and know that there's limitations, okay, when you have little kids. And just a, a quick thing, just because it popped into my head, because my I'm at that age now, you know, I'm, I'm 28, my friend's 29, 30. Um, some of my friends have had kids, and some of my friends are having kids, you know, young young kids, new fathers. Um, and I'm, I'm uncle Sam, you know, like, that's just my role. Like I'm uncle Sam. I love my, Good day. yeah, right. I love my friends. Um, they are my family, you know, like we kind of talk about now, I didn't grow up with a lot of family or any family really besides our um, small media family. And so my connection with my friends is, is so deep. You know, I'm uncle Sam. If they ever need anything, they can call me. I'll be there. I'll leave work to go see their kid. If their kid's in trouble, right. And when I was growing up, you know, I'm going to point this out. I'm trying to make a point here. And I, then I want your advice on it, you know, because you went through it. I didn't know who your friends were. I had no idea who your friends were. I barely ever saw them besides a few. And it was like maybe once a year. Right. So, you know, we didn't have the family support. How important do you like, would you go back and like, cause men tend to do this. Like, and it happens naturally. I, I feel like you get a job, you marriage, kids, you lose touch with your friends. Right. But I feel like friends aren't just one of the biggest assets we have in life that you can't like even if you don't talk like you got to check in and like how can you keep those relationships i mean listen my situation was unique and you can't use that you know part of the reason you know all my friends we kind of all were married all had kids at the same time but it's not it wasn't really that it's kind of like you know my situation wasn't conducive to you know to having a good relationship, uh, joint relationship with my friends. Do you know what I mean? With my wife, you know, as a couple with their, you know, with their wife as a couple. How do you think you could help? How, like, how could men go about making that a good, you know, relationship? How can men go about maintaining friendships while in marriage? Do you have any like advice on that? Or, you know, I'm, we're going through that right now. You know what I mean? Well, to to kind of like, to kind of have some things, you know, like uh, that you can, you can, um, 
um, talk to your wife about, about having something that, that is a definite, like, you know, once a month, you know, the guys get together to watch, watch a game. That's a definite, like we don't miss that. I'm only going to miss that if there's an emergency, like I want to put it on the calendar. So it's something like that that becomes normal. You know what I mean? So it's not over the top, but it's like every Friday night, you can't go out with the boys. It's not going to work, you know, but if you put something on the like you guys kind of like, yeah, like, you know, like, and you have these things on the count, like, you know, we, um, you know, um, we watch the Super Bowl, we watch the national championship, we watch the NBA finals, whatever the case is, you know, we all get together and do this, you know, or, or like I said, once a month, we get together and play cards. Like a lot of guys, you know, it's like shit like that. Like they'll, they'll do that. You know what I mean? Like, and, and we don't miss that. That's not, that's not unreasonable, but you'd have to turn around, do the same thing for the wife and say, okay, like, and you have your girl's night out, you know, once a month or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how you have to work that. Um, you know, I mean, I will say that, you know, with my, I have great friends, but you know, we were both at fault for that. Like, uh, in in our four, in our thirties, none of us really stayed in contact. I mean, you know, and when I say that, I don't mean we didn't talk to each other. We just didn't get together. So I would talk to these guys, you know, uh, periodically, but we didn't get together. But I would fault them, like I didn't call them and they didn't call me, and say I think back then it was more left, to, you know, like guys are less likely to make plans. So I would encourage guys to make plans and then cut up and shut out the, and the, the and what happens is that guys get discouraged because the wives have something to say about it well how come you didn't you didn't let me know or you know you got to do this first you have to have, you have to plan food and all this but my thing is you know what just freaking plan something you know what i mean and cut out cut out all the interference and say yeah i'm just doing it my way you know um but you know but but you know that that's the thing like get used to making plans and and make plans and be the guy that reaches out it's easier now because when I was in my 30s, we really didn't have texting, you know, we didn't have texting. It, 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 you know, calls are a lot harder, you know, they, they, you know, they interrupt you. Sometimes people can't call you, but people can always text you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just wanted to, you know, see your perspective from that now. Um, and just closing in on this kids thing, we got 10 minutes left. Uh, we got to get you to bed and, and this <laughs> video is going to end, but just closing off that, that section of that 30s, you know, is there anything you would do different? um raising kids through that first 10 years you know you know you had a kid at 30 30 well a couple of things that you know uh, i came to accept acceptance you have to accept i accept i had to change my workout out you know i i wanted to work out more than i wanted to but i had to accept the fact you know that i couldn't do all the things that i wanted but i kept doing it i didn't get i kept i kept doing what i could I didn't like just totally trash it because it was important to me about who i was so although i wasn't competing at the time in my 30s OK, um, I was trying to stay in the best shape that I could with the time that I had. So what did I do? I started getting up early in the morning, OK, to get my workouts in because they were important to me. OK, so I learned for me, I had to sacrifice sleep to get do what I wanted to do. And that was part of my sanity. You know what I mean? But um, my thing with guys is that, you know, don't miss any days with your kids. Don't miss that many days. You know what I mean? Like like I always knew going through it that they weren't going to last for long. And I want to soak it up like a sponge. And that's how important it was to me. Like, um, you know, I'd rather spend time with my kids, you know, more time with my kids and doing things with them and and um, just seeing them grow and have fun. And, you know, I was a little bit overprotective, like I wanted to make sure that they were safe, you know, and, um, you know, and. Yeah, and I was, you know, and I did. I, I wanted to make sure that they were safe, you know, and that was important to me. So, um, you know, but.
but uh, but but guys, it's kind of like you know you have to just remember your kids aren't kids forever. You know you're you're gonna have your free time again. You know and and you brought them into this world because you wanted them. They didn't ask to come in. So when you start complaining about kids, I'm like, yeah, like and when did when did they ask you to come into the world? Well, they did. Uh, okay. Well, what are you complaining about then? You have a kid. Okay. And you know sometimes sometimes kids are problems. You know what I mean? Something you know, you know. Hey, <laughs> some of the advice. <laughs> my dad used to say which is true little kids little problems big kids big problems and it's true the older kids get the bigger the problems become little kids is nothing okay a kid that wakes you up at two o'clock in the morning screaming and you're tired and you got to feed them that's a little problem yeah it sucks but that's a little freaking problem okay a kid who runs away freaking 13 you don't know where the hell they are you got to call the cops like that's a big problem you know what I mean? Like that's a problem. Yeah, no, that's that is solid, solid advice. It's funny you said you're overprotective, like because when I was when I turned like 13, it all I was doing some really stupid shit <laughs> that me and my friends like you have. Woo! If you knew some of the stuff, you don't want. To, I mean, it wasn't. Well, I mean, you guys didn't get caught, but if you got caught, it super criminal. We were just having fun, but it's just you, you know, got, if you got caught, it would have been a different story. Yes, exactly. And then so we got. We got six minutes left. I want to talk. So, I want to wait a minute. I want to preface that. Okay. Because you, you know, I think that the fact that you never really got caught, I think you were doing the, whatever wrong things you were doing, you were doing them, but you were being careful because yeah. you knew that you knew that if we got, if, if you got caught, then, you know, and so that was part of me, like, you know, you know, have an influence on you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, we didn't do anything criminal. We were just having fun, you know, but we were, you know, it's things that aren't necessarily safe, like being in the middle of the road at night, you know, walking home from somebody's house and, you know, cause people could be drunk driving, things like that, you know, walking home at 16 lit up on like 10 beers, you know, a couple miles down the street, walking home at night, you know, some of these things, you know, aren't sneaking in people's backyards to get to our other friend's yard, you know, like technically, you know, not what you're supposed to be doing, but um, nothing crazy, you know, we were just having fun, but yeah. uh, five and a half minutes left, you know, in your thirties, I just want to touch upon this real quick. Um, it's, you, you know, you're diving into your career, you know, you got, you know, new kids, right. So career wise, you know, you know, uh, what was your main goal? Like, did you, did you have anything that, um, you were really trying to do and, uh, do you have any advice for people, you know, who are either not goal oriented enough, like they don't care enough about their job where they're struggling with maybe raising kids or living for yourself or they're too much where they don't spend any time with your kids. Well, this is this is what I'll say. You have to live within your means, you know. So you know, um, I made the mistake of buying a, a a larger house when I didn't need to, okay. And I had the I had everything perfect in the smaller house. Yes, it was small, but you know what? It was a good location. We had a good backyard, and um, I made the mistake, you know, of trying to please my wife at the time. Uh, you know, I thought this is what she wanted, and. Um, you know, we were either going to, we were either going to add on, okay, or move. And in retrospect, we should have added on if that's what we were going to do. It was, you know, I took on a mortgage that was a thousand dollars more than I had at the time, and it wasn't necessary, okay? I didn't need to do that. It caused uh, a tremendous amount of stress. It was a bad, you know, and I had just got done fixing that house up. You know, I had this list of stuff, and I finally had it done, and then a year later, I moved from it. I'm like, why'd you do that? You stupid ass. Like you just finished everything in this house, changed it over. And now I sold it. And I had this started another house with another list of all this shit that had to get done. 
And so, I was like, why did you do that? That's an awesome piece of advice. Liz, live below your means. I mean, especially if you have a kid, emergencies happen, you know, I mean, I don't have kids. So I don't have to worry about that, thankfully, but you know, just in general for people. And, and here's the thing I'll say, you know, like that I, I fell victim to that, you know, trying to please others. Okay. Um, is it's going to end up, you know, to bite you. You want to please somebody, please your kids. Outside of your kids, don't please anybody. Okay. I, I, I couldn't please. agree more. And I just think that for myself. Yeah. Just, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, like, you know, so you're kidding yourself if you're thinking that, you know, um, you know, you can make a move like that and everything's going to work out fine. And in terms of career, we got three minutes here. Um, in terms of career, you know, people in their 30s, they're, that, that they're starting to pick up steam. You know, you have any advice for someone who starts to get overwhelmed with stress or, or they're thinking about what's the next level? You know, you were just talking about you were always trying to rush things. You know, what what's a good in your 30s? Like looking back, what what should have been your goal, whether it's career wise, not necessarily financially, like making more money, but career wise? You know, what do you think? <laughs> my, again, my situation was unique. So I was under a lot more stress than the normal person in a situation like that. If I wasn't under that stress, I would use that time maybe to plan a little bit more um, and, 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 you know, get a little bit more schooling if I could. Okay. Uh, to advance a little bit more, but it was just a tremendous amount. Everybody's situation is different, but if someone has some time then to do that, do you know what I mean? Um, but at the time, like, you know, I gave to my, my partner at the time, you know, went through all that and I kind of supported her and she went through the whole educational thing all the way up through her doctorate, you know? So, you know, um, I was in the supportive role there, you know? So, um, but other than that, I would say that it's really important to focus on saving, you know, in your thirties. And if you haven't been saving, then it's important. Like I got into a pension job, which I'm going to reap the benefits of now when I was 33. So I knew that at least I was going to get a pension and it's really nice. It's good to have a pension, trust me. But if, you, if you're not going to have a pension, then you really have to do a solid job of, of, of saving for retirement. Awesome. Um, that's really, yeah, we got one minute and 30 seconds left. Um, you know, what is the most valuable thing you could tell yourself in your 30s mentally like what is a quick piece of advice that you can give so you can you can get through those 30s without having so much difficulty so much challenge you know what this is things i will say do not let yourself go physically okay i did not lose myself during the 30s was it different it was different but i held on by threads if i had to you know and that was so important you know for me because um you know uh, who knows Okay. Uh, you heard it from the man himself. The next podcast we're going to do, he's going to go through his, his 50s because he just got these getting through it right now. His birthday next year is going to be into the 60s. The man is an animal. Um, guys, if you can, please leave a review. Again, this podcast is going to spread by word of mouth. We're trying to give you the best information in regards to men in this planet. Um, Tom, thank you. Coach Tom, appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Love you. Love you too. All right, gents. Talk to you next time. Peace.